A really good day to all of those who are on this television program today. It really is both my personal and ours as a ministry's great delight to have this opportunity to share the Word of God. This being our first episode of what we trust will be many down the road, our heart's desire is that through this program, that many lives will be impacted by the Word of God, will be persuaded by the Word of God, and will fall in love with the Word of God. So my name is Abraham Foss. I have the privilege of being the founder and the leader of a ministry called For Your Good Ministries International. The founding of scripture and as to how we came to find the name of the ministry called For Your Good was from Romans chapter 1 and verse 11. Yeah, Paul is writing and he's expressing his great heart's desire. He had a motive and an intention for what he was about to say. And Paul says this in Romans chapter 1, verse 11. He says, For I long to be with you. Then he describes why he longs to be with those that he's writing to, that being the church in Rome. He says, For I long to be with you that I may impart some good gift for your benefit. I'll be that to be the heart of any ministry that we exist and we long to impart some good gift, not necessarily for our benefit as such as individuals, a ministry or a church, though there may be a reciprocation of that in the process, but our heart's desire is always the heart of Jesus Christ to impart some good gift, some message, some teaching for the benefit of another. We know that God describes his heart in John chapter 3, verse 16, where it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. In other words, love's intention is to give on to impart one's best for the benefit of another. And did God not give us His very, very best to the person of Jesus Christ? So God, He too is not a taker. God is a giver. He desires, and He did so through the person of Jesus Christ, to impart some good gift for our benefit, for our gain, for our advantage, and or for our good. And so the for your good at the end of Romans 1 verse 11 is what pricked our heart when we established for your good ministries. And so I trust that our heart motive will be conveyed in all that we do and all that we teach through a television from this day going forward. A little bit about our vision. A vision actually is a compilation of three scriptures, that being Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through to 20, where Jesus Christ, just before he ascends, he gives us, the church, the great commission. Now, also it is a commission. It's a mission that we co-labor from the place of being co-heirs with Jesus Christ. The great commission is to make disciples. That's what Jesus called us, the church, to do to give our primary focus to making disciples of all men. Yeah, we are to seek and save the lost to make converts, but the primary intention of Jesus Christ is that there and therefrom, we will make disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, begin to look, to speak, and to sound like the person of Jesus Christ. And so Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through to 20, the last words Jesus spoke because immediately thereafter he ascended, he gives us his heart's intention, the Great Commission, 
to make disciples of all nations. Then the next part of our vision comes from Acts chapter 1 verse 8. We are to go into all the world to make disciples of all nations. And so from Acts chapter 1 verse 8, we're called to be a witness. And then Habakkuk 2 verse 14 talks about taking the message as the waters cover the sea. And so our vision is to go into all the world to make disciples of all nations as the waters cover the sea. And our ministry is beginning to expand from our local country into countries across our continent and further afield into many nations of the world. So we look forward to the growing of that vision through television and the many other platforms that we make use of, to which I'll make reference in just a short while. A little bit about myself personally. I am the husband of but one wife. I'm very pleased to be that. My wife Vanessa and I will have been married for 40 years this December coming, the year of 2023. We have the privilege of having a son, who he being now 37 years old just turned. He's been married to his wonderful wife for 13 years. And from my son and my daughter in love, we have a grandson uh, who now is five years old. And then we have a daughter who she is 35 years old, also married to our son in love, who he is also 37 years old, similar in age to our son. And from our son in love and our daughter, we have two wonderful grandsons. Now one aged nine, the second aged five. And then further to that, we have the privilege of raising two, maybe refer to them as orphans in a sense, because their father passed on, but their mother who has worked for us for some 25 years, we've taken her in with her two daughters and we've embraced them with the heart of adoption and consider the both of them as our daughters from the day that they were born. The eldest is now 19, and we've had the great privilege of raising her from birth onward, and so to her sister, who she is 15 going 16, and we too have the privilege of raising them. I'm considered their father, they call me daddy, and they call my wife Nana, and then we have their mom in the home as well, who they call mommy. So we have quite an interesting family uh, put together, so to speak. But it's a wonderful testament of the goodness of God where we function in unity and there's great things happening through all of our family sectors. The Bible says when we train up our children in the way of the Lord, they will not depart therefrom. And so from our son, our daughter in love, our daughter, our son in love, and our two daughters who we have adopted in our hearts, they all serve Jesus Christ with a fervency, with a sincerity, and with a passion and are doing well in their lives. A bit about my personal past history. Um, I've been involved in business for many, many years. I was a sales, marketing, and general manager in the biggest group of companies in the steel merchant industry for quite some years. I was subsequently appointed as the director in that regard and sat on the board of directors in that company for some years as well. Just shortly thereafter, uh, we felt God call us to start a company where God said he would be our partner. He would be my personal partner. God encouraged me not to take on any partners other than God himself as our partner. Although there was opportunity 
and Prospective Financial going to take on other partners. We walked a wonderful season for some years, running this company with Jesus Christ as our partner. And that was a wonderful experience over those years. We then sold that company back in the late 1990s and came onto a pastoral team in a rather large church that was about 900 to 1,000 strong. And we served the lead pastor on that church for just under four years, where from that church we planted out and led our own local church for close to nine years. In that period of nine years, we also felt God to call me to study further in regards to the Word of God. I had studied through many institutions, Bible colleges, study groups and the like over many years, but God led us to a man called Andrew Womack, who God used to profoundly impact and influence my life. And from there, we studied at Andrew's Karis Bible College over a period of five years, three of those years on a full-time basis, and completed a four-year study program through Karis Bible College. Then we went on to staff with Andrew Womack Ministries for three years. What a wonderful season that was for God to use us to contribute to the growth of that ministry in our local nation and to use that ministry to sow into my life in preparation for that that God has now called us to do in For Your Good Ministries. So just a little bit more about the ministry For Your Good Ministries International, uh, what expressions the ministry picks up and ministers into. Firstly and foremostly, we have the great privilege of speaking into, training and equipping many pastors and leaders and those who make up the fivefold ministry gifts that we find in Ephesians chapter 4. We do a lot of training. We have conferences of our own where those pastors and various leaders come in, also leaders from other sectors in the business fraternity and the educational fraternity join us in these training times, these conferences and these seminars that we have. We do have from these groups of pastors that represent church context groups, invites where we train into their conferences and or seminars, come into church groups and or local churches, and we train pastors and leaders as to how to effectively set up church governance, how to find unity, because unity commands a blessing. We teach them what we call org chart structures that we get from biblical gleanings from how Jesus functioned with the twelve. And we look at the success that we find in Scripture throughout the Old Testament and the New. And we teach the reasons as to why there was that success. And then we encourage as we train that pastors and leaders, business fraternities, educational fraternities, embrace the godly way as to how to lead and establish effective entities, that being firstly churches, but then as we made reference to both businesses and the educational sectors as well. We train a lot on marriage and family and parenting. In fact, this course that we're going to teach on at the moment, and at least for a season, is going to talk about the law of first reference and the law of first institution. And that from those two, how we function into other areas that God has called us to function into as the church of Jesus Christ. So we train quite extensively on marriage and family and parenting. We do so as well by conferences and seminars of our own and as we invited into various church group contexts and or local churches. Many invite us in and you're welcome to do so as well. We get some details 
on the screen that refer to how you can be in contact with us should you want to invite us into your local church to either train pastors and leaders and or train into the areas of marriage and family and parenting. We're inclined to teach on areas that touch our everyday life. And so church life is an everyday expression, our relation with God is an everyday expression that we enjoy as Christians. But then family touches our life every single day of our lives for 24 hours, seven days a week throughout the year and year on year through the decades and into the future of our lives. And so when we establish ourselves firmly at those foundations, as I did mention, we'll teach on the law of first reference, the law of first institution, in just a while, we'll make an introduction in that regard, and we'll teach deeper into it, into the episodes that lie ahead. We train extensively into educational sector. We are invited into conferences where there are regional groups of schools, be they governmental schools and be they private schools. And there too, we train on leadership, how to establish unity in the leadership. So we're training the principal, the vice principals, the HODs, the educators, or teachers, as they are referred to in the either or, and then to all of the staff. And from that, also into the schooling sector, that being the students or the learners. We put a lot of emphasis in training grade 12s, because they're about to step out and become somewhat independent. They're about to start many areas of their lives in that independence. And it's that's where the enemy wants to steal them, because it's a vulnerable area. We know that from the age of 18 to 25, all young adults are making up to 80% of their life-defining decisions. It is imperative for us, the church, to train our post-matriculants. Because as mentioned, that's when the enemy wants to steal them away from the purposes of God. So we do a lot of training into grade 12s in the educational sector. We will be, we trust, as soon as next year, establishing a Bible college that's more specifically directed at school leavers between the age of 18 and 25. What will we do there? We're going to be calling that Bible College Gap Wog Bible College, which is an acronym for Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. As you close out verse 2, yeah, we find that you can find the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. As an acronym that spells Gap Wog. So we're going to have a gap year program called Gap Wog for school leavers from 18, but aged up to 25. For as referred to, that's when up to 80% of our life-defining decisions are made and we live with or take those decisions into our future. We're making dating decisions. We're making marriage decisions. We're making husband and wife decisions. We're making a marriage decision where they're from will become parents of children. Those are huge, profound decisions that can define the rest of our lives. We carry those decisions, either consequentially should we get them wrong, or to the building into our future, a foundation that takes us into the wonderful plans and purposes God has for our lives. While God's are restoring and are reconciling God, prevention is always going to be better than cure. And so we can train our school leavers, our young adults, in the way of God, how to make sound decisions for marriage, how to find or have the, the spouse that God intends for them come to them, how they can establish a solid marriage, a solid parental base, how
how to make financial decisions, how to find the purposes God has for their lives in those earlier years. I trust I would have found them in those years. I'm more one of those restoration, reconciling, redirecting GPS walkers with God. Thank God that God can still use us into our future in spite of those things. But is it not so much better can establish our decisions on a sound basis in those earlier years. We too will establish what we call Transformation Bible College, which is for all ages. Be that from 18 and or up to 100 and plenty. No matter what age you and I might be, God has always got a plan and purpose for our lives. The Word of God is always available to us as a living and active, may I say agent, that can quicken and transform our futures, can change our marriages, our grandparents' season, the purposes and calls that God has for us further afield. There is never a time, in fact, there's always a time to be exposed to the Word of God. And so Transformation Bible College will to be birthed next year, the year of 2024. It will also reach out to the business sector and do a lot of training there. Why does our business sector need to be founded on the Word of God? It's a great delight. We see profound change in the business sector. Whenever companies or groups of companies invite us in to train their chairmen, their owners, their MDs, their managers, and their staff as to how to be effective as a company, and how from that promotion can ensue, now from that customer satisfaction can follow, now from that business can grow, and when business grows, so too can gross profitability and our net profitability as well. And so we've seen profound change and growth. In some cases, up to 300% in as little as a year to two years in those areas that I've just referred to. So we do a lot of and extensive training to the business sector. And there too, if you want to invite us in, send us an email. That email will come up on the screen now. And my contact with us, we'll send you some details as to what's involved in that ministry expression. And we'll also show you and send to you how we can get involved in training and equipping your business fraternity. Also recently launched our social platforms. You might want to look them up. We're on multiplied social platforms. Some of those up will also come up on our screens as I'm sharing that at this point in time. I'd like to take a moment to express our gratefulness and our appreciation to our partners. We have many partners that initially come from our local nation and from the continents that are just above where we are. And also, we have many partners across the world, from many nations across the world. It's our partners that make this ministry possible. Because a lot of what we do, maybe not all of what we do, but a lot of what we do and the resources we avail were actually done no charge. They are done free of charge. However, whatever is done, comes with a great cost. Without our partners, it would be impossible for us to go to all the world, make disciples of all nations as the waters cover the sea. So to our partners, from myself personally, Abraham Foss, from Team For Your Good Ministries, we say thank you very, very much. We count it a privilege. We're humbled by your partnership with us. If we thank you for your teamness in walking alongside us and one with us, because we're a team. And through this team, we all reap the benefit of touching and impacting lives and souls across our nation, across our continent, and across the world. We have a heart for every nation, for every tribe, 
and for every tongue without a singular exclusion. We are one body with a body in Christ and we function in spirit. We don't function from the outside in, we function from the inside out. And we are all, every nation, tribe and tongue, we are all without a singular exception. We are sons and daughters of a living God. We make up the bride of our groom, Jesus Christ. We are together one bride, married to one groom, the groom of Jesus Christ. So how it is and always will be without exception for all of the body of Christ, every nation, every tie, tribe, pardon me, and every single tongue. And so God is using us to that expression. Our desires to exist for your good and for the benefit of every single person. I'm going to briefly introduce, as we close out this episode, an introduction of what we'll teach going into next week. We're going to teach from the law of first reference and the law of first institution. I'm going to briefly introduce what that is. The law of first reference is our starting point or is the starting point of any doctrinal persuasion or theological foundation that we want to build our belief system on. So the law of first reference starts out initially with where do we start in any arena, in any area, or any sector of our lives? What is our starting point? For if we start there, we build on a solid foundation, and from that solid foundation, we will have success, even when the wind may blow. The Bible tells us that the winds will blow in every arena of our lives. But if we founded our house on a rock, on something solid, we will stand in spite of the winds that will, not may, but will blow. So the law of first reference establishes something upon which we build every area of our lives. Our marriage, our family, our parenthood, our business, how we function in a nation how we function in the educational sector, any arena of life. You can fill in the dots, any arena of life. We go to the law of first reference. We build our house on something that will stand and will be established and bring about much fruit. The law of first reference, we'll teach on that next week, is establishing our lives, going to the word of God in every single decision that we make. From the law of first reference, what is the law of first institution? Well, the law of first institution is this. What did God institute first? In other words, we never compromise what God instituted first. It's in and through what God instituted first that we can establish fruit that lasts into any other area that God calls us into. God never calls us aside of this area. He calls us through this area so that through this area we are effective in every other area. So what did God institute first? What did He put in place, in place first? God will, as I said, never compromise or ask us to lay that aside that it would falter and, may I say, even fall apart or fail. God will not do that. When we understand what God instituted first and we build everything through that that God instituted first, great fruit will come into every other arena of our lives, be that ministry, be that business, be that extended family or friends or social interaction. Nothing should compromise what God instituted first. So what did God institute first? Again, we're going to greater depth in this regard next week. But God instituted marriage and family first. So from the law of first reference, we go to God. From the law of what God instituted first, which is marriage and family, 
we filter all of the law of first reference, firstly through marriage and family. Consolidate that. Why? Because it looks like the person of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are called the family of God. We are a picture of that in marriage on this earth. And when we minister from a solid marriage, and we look at Scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 3, it talks about that. When we minister through family, we have an effective ministry expression in anything else God has called us to. So it's never in spite of marriage, but rather through marriage and family, raising sons and daughters and grandchildren, that we breathe the breath of success into every other arena of life. And so we're going to close out this episode. This is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries International saying thank you for the opportunity, for you lending an ear to that that we shared. Look forward to sharing again with you next week. We'll come back and pick up on the law of first reference and the law of first institution. For Your Good Ministries International, a ministry whose vision it is to go into all the world to make disciples of all nations as the waters cover the sea. For Your Good both hosts its own conferences and is also invited into other contexts to train and to teach. Two, train pastors and leaders and others in the fivefold ministry. Training to church governance with resultant unity. Mediate into and bring about conflict resolution. Training to marriage, family and parenting. Training to the business sectors on how to be in unity and function successfully for unity commands a blessing. Trains too into the educational sectors on how to be in unity and function successfully for unity commands a blessing. For You Good also establishes Bible colleges. For You Good Ministries, ministers on Christian radio, on online platforms and on various social media platforms. Partner with us for All Your Good Ministries as a heart for all is going into all the world to make disciples of all nations as the waters cover the sea. And email us for more information on our ministry services or to train into your context. Reach out to us on inquiries at foryourgood.net.